Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. I trust you're being encouraged as you're listening to my podcasts, and today I will be sharing that we ignore the negative so we can walk in victory. From listening to previous podcasts, you know that you're supposed to look at the things that are unseen, the promises of God, and you're not supposed to look at the things that are seen because 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, Because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. I had to learn the power of this verse, and until I got the revelation that I'm not moved by what I see or feel, I would often ask myself, what am I supposed to do about what I'm seeing in my situation? Holy Spirit was so gracious to always lead me back to 2 Corinthians 4.18 again and again because it was my answer. We don't look at our situations. We keep our eyes on the Word of God. We keep our mind focused on the Word of God. We keep the Word of God in our mouth, and we ignore the symptoms, the lack, the fear, and the thoughts that the enemy tries to bring to our minds. I've been asked countless times, how am I supposed to ignore my situation? Well, the answer is simple. Not always easy, but simple. You ignore it like you would ignore a soliciting phone call that comes in at the most inopportune time that you don't want to be bothered with. You act like you're not available and you push the mute button on your phone or you can just simply ignore the call. Ignore means that you refuse to take notice of or acknowledge something or someone. You disregard intentionally. You take no notice of it or you pay no attention to it. So your answer is that you simply ignore your symptoms, your circumstances, or your situations like you would ignore that phone call. You simply push the decline or silent button in your mind and ignore them like you would ignore the unwanted phone call. You aren't saying the caller isn't there. You're just not allowing them to impact your present circumstances. Let me give you another example. I broke three bones in my foot about three years ago, and from time to time it still swells and is painful when I walk. Because I walk by faith and not by what I see, I command my foot to line up with the Word of God, which says I'm healed by the stripes on Jesus' back. This is what I tell my foot. Foot, you are pain-free. Bones in my foot, you are totally healed and you are strong. Tendons and ligaments, you are strong and hold my bones in place. Foot, you will not swell anymore. Now to a person whose mind is focused on the natural realm, this is foolishness to them. They can't really understand the power that's released with their words. However, to a mind that's renewed with the Word of God and knows that it has a covenant of healing with Father God, this is the natural response. It ignores the natural realm because the spirit realm is more real. We don't deny the fact that pain or challenges exist. However, we simply don't look at them or focus on them. We choose to ignore them. This is a mind that is walking by faith and calling those things which are not as though they are. 
Faith says today what it believes, and it gets up tomorrow and says the same thing until it manifests in the natural. The word says in Matthew 16 in the Passion Translation, Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth, just as it is fulfilled in heaven. Now, there is no sickness in heaven, so we shouldn't have any sickness in our bodies while we're here on the earth. There's no lack in heaven, so we shouldn't have any lack in our life. There's no strife and confusion in heaven, so we shouldn't have that in our life. So the first thing we do is simply ignore it. And the second thing we do is choose to say what God says about it. God doesn't lie, so that means He's telling the truth. Whatever He says in His Word is true, and we can stand on His promises, or we can say what He says, which means we speak the promises of God that are in His Word. To walk in victory, we have to learn what God says, then think like God thinks, and talk like God thinks, even when it's contrary to our situations, especially if we want our situations to change. Let me give you an example. At one point in our lives, we lost our vehicle, we lost our home to repossession and to foreclosure. We were learning about faith and actually stepped out beyond our level of faith that could sustain us, and the results for us were disastrous in the natural realm. Our family of six went from a country home with about 4,000 square feet to a two-bedroom apartment with about 1,200 square feet. We got real cozy. We went from a suburban to a compact sedan. In the natural, it looked like we were failing, but God... I love those two words, but God. They always let me know that God has us and that things can change. It doesn't matter how devastating the situation may be. Life goes on day by day, and we chose how we were going to spend our day by what we focused on. We had to choose to focus on the positive things in our life as we began to rebuild our lives. It wasn't easy. However, we learned to stand on God's word and his promises for every need that we had. We would get a small victory, which built our faith for the next victory. I got out my message Bible and I turned to Jeremiah 20, which is where God gave me specific instructions and my promise for our situation. I'll begin reading in verse 11 and I'll just read highlights through verse 21. It says, So fear no more, Jacob. Jacob had a covenant with God, and when you see Jacob or Israel's name, you can insert your name. So I read it like this. Fear no more, Lucia, dear servant. Don't despair, Israel or Lucia. Look up. I'll save you out of faraway places. I'll bring your children back from exile. Jacob or Lucia, you put your name in there. We'll come back and find life good, safe, and secure. I'll be with you. I'll save you. This is God's message. You're a burned out case, as good as dead. Everyone has given up on you. You're hopeless. All your fair weather friends have skipped town without giving you a second thought. This verse described me to a T. Let's keep reading because it gets better. It says, As for you, I'll come with healing, curing the incurable, because they all gave up on you and dismissed you as hopeless. Again, God's message. I'll turn things around for Lucia. I'll compassionately come in and rebuild homes. The town will be rebuilt on its old foundations. The mansions will be splendid again. Thanksgivings will pour out the windows. Laughter will spill through the doors. Things will get better and better. Depression days are over. They'll thrive 
they'll flourish. The days of contempt will be over. These are the verses we stood on for 12 years as we worked toward buying our own home again. I took these verses and started confessing. God is rebuilding our home. We have a mansion again that's splendid. Thanksgivings will pour out the windows and laughter will spill through the doors. Depression days are over. Our life is better every day in every way. We're thriving and we're flourishing. Now, in the natural, the only thing that was true was that we were thankful we had a place to live and our family was together. We were depressed and we weren't thriving or flourishing. We were barely making it from paycheck to paycheck. And as we began to make this confession, we gave God something to work with. You have to confess what you want instead of what you have, because faith is not moved by what it sees, and it calls those things which are not as though they are. The more we confessed the word, the more our faith began to grow, and the more we saw God move on our behalf. We soon moved from that 1,200-square-foot, two-bedroom apartment to a 2,400-square-foot, four-bedroom home for the same amount of rent. We continued making our confession, and three years ago, God opened the door for us to purchase a home again. God made a way for us to move into a 2,200-square-foot home on six acres with no money down. This property has our favorite trees like we had on our property that we lost, as well as the in-ground swimming pool. God brought us total restoration, and if you were to look at us now, you would never know what we went through and the struggles that we have overcome. At times, we just have to pinch ourselves because life is so good. Now, I'm not bragging on me or my husband. I am bragging on how good God is to us. We believe that we have come through the fire just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego without even the smell of smoke on our clothes. God has brought us total restoration and even more because now we're able to be a blessing to others. Now, this restoration didn't just happen. We had to walk by faith and we were not moved by what we saw. We had plenty of opportunity to be moved, but we had to hold fast to our confession of faith and be fully persuaded that God was more than able to do what He said He would do. And we did that by ignoring our negative circumstances and staying focused on God's promises. This promise will work for you if you have symptoms in your body, if you have turmoil in your mind or your emotions, or if you have lack in your finances. You don't deny these situations are in your life. You just deny them the right to stay and influence you in a negative way. You ignore the negative and find the positive promises in God's Word. Then you do what we did. You walk by faith and don't be moved by what you see. You hold fast to your confession of faith and be fully persuaded that God is more than able to do for you what He has done for us and that He will do what He says He will do in His Word. When you do this, you walk in victory. Faith is not something you try. It's something you do every day. It's a way of life, and it will cause you to walk in victory every day of your life. I want to remind you that God created you to win and live an abundant life, and you do that by walking in faith. And I also want to remind you that God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. He loves you with an everlasting love, and He has great plans for your life. If you would like more information on how to live the victorious life, I invite you to visit my website, luciaclaiborne.com, and sign up for my daily emails, Faith Builders for Victorious Living, and my monthly email, Victory Thoughts. 
then plan to join me again next week as we continue our series on faith and learn that faith requires time to grow. 